Quatu ferata nectar. Okay. to another episode of Don't Touch That, It's Haunted, a podcast where we talk about all manner of spooky, macabre, and taboo subjects. My name is Grace, and uh, this week I have with me my mom. Hey, what's up? <laughs> this is my mom, Sally. She uh, she braved the COVID to come over here because she, she does that. My mom's been over here a lot during this pandemic, but... Because I love you. I know. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about you. My mom's awesome. Uh, she's the reason that I'm into spooky stuff, I would assume. I mean, I guess I've never really thought about it. Well, our thing was always Halloween. And, yes. You know. Yes. And um, like the old classic the old, yes, uh, yes. movies and stuff. Creature from the Black, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Lagoon is our favorite. Yeah. Sometime I'll have to have you on and we'll talk about that. Oh, yeah. Because awesome. he's great. Yes. Um, but yeah, just uh, we're, we're a very theatrical family. And I think that that kind of comes into play a little bit, too, which is why I like Halloween, you know, because it's dressing up as different right. characters and yeah. whatever. So that definitely plays into it. Um, so, yeah. But uh, the reason that I wanted you to be my guest today was because uh, this is kind of the thing that got me into like the real sp- spooky like yeah. creature stuff i guess oh, I suppose, sure. um because i remember you remember that show scariest places on earth yes and i used to watch it all the time and it would scare the hell out of me i was like seven eight nine right. somewhere in there and i remember watching an episode about the jersey devil and just being oh, like yes. just being enthralled and being like i have to know everything about this so i did something you can only do in a small town and on a Saturday, I got on my little bike and I pedaled all the way to the library and I got on the computer because I, I don't know if we didn't have internet at the time at home or whatever, but I just I didn't even have a computer or something or I just knew that the library is where you do research. So right. I went to the library and for a whole afternoon. I just like Googled everything about the Jersey Devil and printed it out and pedaled back home with my papers. And yeah, awesome. so uh since then, I've just kind of uh, kept up with it a little bit, I guess, because I remember when I was in college, there was a news story and it was like, man spots Jersey Devil. And I was like, here we right. go. Here we go. So, um, yeah. So I thought that the person that got me into spooky stuff should be the person that I talked to about the thing that got me into spooky stuff, I guess. There you go. So, yeah. All right. So let me pull up my research. Okay, so first of all, uh, you know that there's a NHL hockey team named the Jersey Devils. I don't. There know is that an I NHL. <laughs> there is an NHL team Seriously? called the Jersey Devils. Yeah. Okay. So um, I just I have a little information on that before we get started. So in 1972, the NHL announced a Kansas City, Missouri team named the Scouts 
After two seasons in Kansas City, the franchise moved to Denver and was renamed the Colorado Rockies. A lack of stability continually plagued the team. In the first eight years, the Scouts, or the Rockies, went through 10 coaches, none of them lasting two full seasons. Prior to the 1978-79 season, the team was also or was sold to New Jersey trucking tycoon Arthur Imperator, I think is how you say it, uh, who intended to move the team to his home state, but they ended up staying in Denver. After two more years in Denver, the Rockies were sold to a group headed by John McMullen on May 27, 1982, and the franchise was moved to New Jersey. Um, when that happened, they did this big like contest, like name the team oh, and whatever. Sure. And on June 30th, 1982, the team was renamed the, Jer the New Jersey Devils after the legend of the Jersey Devil, a creature allegedly inhabited that, uh, excuse me, a creature that allegedly inhabited the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. Over 10,000 people voted in this contest. So it kind of reminded me of a couple of years ago uh, with the election where like a whole mess of people wrote in Harambe as president and D's nuts as vice president. Oh, oh. Cause those were like cultural things at the right. time and people will just kind of vote for dumb, funny things well, yes. cause they think it's dumb and funny right. and they think they're original. Like, exactly. 10,000 original people. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All one of a kind. Oh, yes. Correct. All right, so I got a lot of my research from Wikipedia and then also this website called Weird New Jersey or WeirdNJ.com that just has a bunch of weird stories from New Jersey. And they love the Jersey Devil there. Oh, so sure I got I got a lot of really cool information there. All right, so the Jersey Devil, sometimes known as the Leeds Devil, comes from New Jersey and Philadelphia folklore. It is said to be a flying biped with hooves that inhabits the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. Beyond that, there's been all of these variations in what eyewitnesses have described the creature as. So the most common description is a kangaroo-like or wavern-like creature. So I had to look up what wavern meant because I had right. never heard that before. And it is a legendary bipedal dragon with a tail often ending in a diamond or an arrow-shaped tip. So according to eyewitnesses, the Jersey Devil either looks like a kangaroo or a dragon. <laughs> so, Or a combination of the two. Or a combination of the two. Like maybe a... I mean, I guess their heads kind of are the same shape. Right. Sort of, because the kangaroo has that long snout and the dragon's just kind of like exactly. a long skull in general. You know, I remember... Uh, it's either on that show that we saw about it or, or reading about it that um, there were people hypothesizing that possibly mm -hmm. it was two different breeds of animals, uh -huh. you know, which is how cryptids together. usually are. People say, oh, it's just a this and a this, like, right. you know, that, that was, well, you know, the, the people that try to explain it away. Right. As, Oh, well, this is just, it can't be, exactly. you know, macabre. Or something. Although I feel like a kangaroo and a bat would be a weird thing that to breed. I think it, <laughs> it would. So, you know, I mean. Just like anything, anything flight-based and anything land-based, I feel like that would be, would be a be weird. Biologically yeah. possible. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Well, and like, you can't have interspecies breeding, so. 
I don't know how something like that would work out. Like, I understand when people say, oh, you know, the chupacabra is probably just this right. kind of dog and a coyote or whatever. Right. I remember that. Yeah. So, all right. So, it also uh, is said to have either the head of a horse or the head of a goat, leathery bat wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a forked tail. So there's a lot of variation there, wow. which makes me think that maybe people aren't seeing the same thing. It's or, right. Well, just like uh, UFOs or any right. of those alien type sightings, mm -hmm. you know, not all of them yeah. mesh. And so you have people that, uh, in quotes, you know, see something. Right. And then the, the ones that actually see something. Uh -huh. So. And like each time one person added something else right. and they're like, this must be what it looks oh, like. And yes. it's just this hodgepodge of right. like right. parts. and Yes. Well, just like the the uh, the game <clears throat> telephone, right? Where it starts out as one thing and ends up right. totally different. So. <laughs> like one day, I was like, "Hey, I saw this bat that uh, had kind of a funny shaped head," and then somebody was like, "Oh yeah, I saw the same uh, the same bat. It had a goat head, <laughs> and uh, oh, I saw a bat and it had a horse head and a tail, and yeah, and, and, and it and just my kept going." Sister's cousin told me, right? That, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, it is. It has been reported to move quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched blood-curdling scream, which if you think about it, that's what everybody says about these cryptids. It's never like, oh, it made cute little bunny noises <laughs> or like, right. it's always like, like you think about Bigfoot, you always hear that he's, you know, this like, whoa, 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 whoa noise, right. like this, this bellowy, whatever. Uh, a lot of that, you know, you wonder if, you know how our brain works. You know, mm -hmm. you see this big furry creature. Right. This is what you think is going to come out of them. Right. And then, you know, then uh, Daryl starts talking. Oh, it's you. <laughs> so, you know, hey, um, it's me, Bob. I'm just hey, on my way to work. What's okay. up, man? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, and I guess, like, if you see something that startles you like that, your mind can just play tricks on you. Exactly. And so maybe they really think that that's what it is. Because in your mind, you're right. like, this is how I should respond to it. I don't know. Well, Maybe we're on to something here. Could be. Or, you know, the screech or the loud sound could have been uh, a train whistle in. That's true. And they're like, in the oh, distance. oh <laughs> this is very loud. That's, that's going to be the next news story. It's like the Jersey Devil flew over town and it sounded just like a train. Right. <laughs> could happen. So we have to start a hoax. Where... <laughs> It's it's just like a Halloween bat, and then we've got one of those like we've got one of those wooden train whistles. Oh, right. Ooh, doo. And they're like, ah, that's it. Um. So also, as I've mentioned before, we have three cats, and they have a brand new uh, paper bag that we're letting them play with. So if you hear that in the background, do not be alarmed. It's not the Jersey Devil. It's just it's just our oh, cats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> This just in, the Jersey Devil oh, loves oh. paper bags. <laughs> All right, so to the legend itself, uh, it, it goes back to 1735 and centers around the Leeds family, which is why it's sometimes referred to as the Leeds Devil. Uh, the Leeds name goes back to one of the earliest settlers of New Jersey, and many of that person's descendants are still in that area. 
So the legend goes, a Pines resident known as Mother Leeds found herself pregnant for the 13th time, which so I yeah (laughs) well like Adam told me he wants four kids and I thought that was excessive like well 13 age but why 13 even seems like a lot for back then though I don't know you don't think so families had large yeah I just you would never not be pregnant yeah like that that is ridiculous (laughs) to me right Uh, her family was poor. Her husband was a drunkard who did little to provide for his wife and their 12 children. So when she got pregnant again, she was, you know, understandably upset and frustrated. The 13th time. The 13th time. <laughs> uh, to the point where she raised her hands to the heavens and proclaimed, let this child be a devil. Which, no. I've never been a parent, but maybe you as the person that raised me, the Hellion, can uh, tell me. That's probably calling your child a devil is probably not the rarest thing in the world. Oh, well, not before they're born, though. You know, right, right, right. They're born. Say, I would like, you know. Yeah. I mean, who wants that? Who? I just, I, I feel like if every time somebody, you know, called their child a devil or well, an asshole or whatever, I, I, they turned into a monster. Okay, so Mother Leeds goes into labor on a dark and stormy night because this is a scary story. She, at this point, has completely forgotten about the curse that she placed upon her unborn child. Her husband and her 12 children were waiting in the next room as the midwives helped her through her labor, and everything went exactly as it should, and she gave birth to a perfectly normal baby boy. And that's the end of the story. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Wrong. Like, (laughs) that's it. Minutes later, Mother Leeds' unholy wish of let this child be a devil started to come true. The baby started morphing and transforming from a beautiful newborn into a hideous creature, quote, unlike anything the world has ever seen, unquote. Which I'm not entirely sure where that quote is coming from. Right. So it's just the website had, quote, unlike anything. So it must just be something that people say in the legend all the time. I I don't know. Right. Quoted at from somebody. Yeah. Along the line. Uh, he starts growing at an incredible rate. So he sprouted horns from the top of his head and talon-like claws through the tips of his fingers, leathery bat wings unfurled from his back, and hair and feathers sprouted all over his body. His face became gnarled and snarling. His eyes became enormous and began glowing red. He savagely attacked his own mother and killed her and then flew at the midwives who, you know, had just witnessed this horrible thing and now they're being maimed. Yikes. So he uh, he was clawing and biting them and emitting these horrible shrieks. Uh, he tore them limb from limb, maiming some and killing others. The monster then knocked down the door to the next room where his father and siblings were cowering in fear because they just heard this whole massacre happen and they have no idea what's going on. Uh, I know, buddy, it's scary. Uh, He attacked them all, killing as many as he could. Those who survived the attack then watched as the rotten beast sprinted towards the chimney and flew up it, destroying it on the way out and leaving a pile of rubble in its wake. The creature then disappeared into the darkness of the Pine Barrens, where it lived, where it has lived ever since, terrorizing those who are unfortunate enough to encounter it. 
Interesting. Yeah. So does it say where this came from, the the actual legend? I mean, somebody just, just made it up. Well, we'll, we'll kind of get there, sort of. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, it just kind of, basically, I think it was just one of the, somebody said it one time and then somebody else, you know, right. and it just got passed on. And, yes. and it was probably said, like, as, because, you know, back in the day, people told Grimm's fairy tales to get children to go to sleep. Oh, but shit. they were like. They were not the fairy tales if that the, we know them to be today. Put them to sleep and give them horrific nightmares. Right. Well, like in Rapunzel, the original Rapunzel, uh, the prince falls from the tower yes. and pokes his yeah, eyes out. His like this is what they, it yeah. Is, of course. So it was probably just something, something like that. Like that. Right. Well, also a tale of uh, be careful what you wish for. Exactly. <laughs> so, it, you know, it was probably one of those moral things, which let, let me tell you. So. Um, so this is coming from Wikipedia. Mother Leeds has been identified by some as Deborah Leeds on the ground that Deborah Leeds's husband, Jaffet, uh, named 12 children in the will that he wrote in 1736. Deborah and Jaffet Leeds also lived in Leeds Point, uh, the Leeds Point section of what is now Atlantic County, New Jersey, which is commonly the location of the Jersey Devil stories. So Brian Regal, a historian of science at Keene University, I think that's how you say it, K-E-A-N. I don't know where it is, but that's what we're going with. So he theorizes that the story of Mother Leeds, rather than being based on a single historical person, originated from colonial Southerism, uh, New Jersey religio-political disputes that became the subject of folklore and gossip among the local population. Uh, I, I hate to draw parallels to what's happening today, but, you know, like, oh, the Democrats believe this, they must be evil, or right, exactly. the and Republicans want this, it, devils! Right, and, um, you know, think of how people used to um, explain why certain things happened. Right. You know, they, they would make up a story, mm -hmm. and so... This right. is probably where this came from. Yeah. Was or like you think back in what was it the 1600s where if a woman was able to heal somebody using natural herbs and stuff, she was a witch. It was course. the only way to explain it because right. a woman can't be smart. Well, see, yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's so much of that through history, you know, the same right. witch trial, exactly, and and all of that. Yeah. So, so that's what that's what Brian Regal is saying that basically it's just people who are seeing things that they don't understand or agree with. And so they're like, oh, well, it's it's got to be this horrible, it's unnatural this, thing. Right? Exactly. So Brian Regal surmises that this all stemmed from a dispute between almanac maker Daniel Leeds and Benjamin Franklin, who, of course, made almanacs because Benjamin Franklin did everything. And Daniel Leeds had this reputation as the Leeds devil. So, because he, he was just not a very nice man, I suppose. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, I'm only going to cover a very small part of this, but if you want to go more in depth into kind of the political and religious side of it, Brian Regal has this really great article on skepticalinquirer.org entitled The Jersey Devil, The Real Story. So check that out if you're into politics and history and uh, all of that stuff. So there are some similarities between Daniel Leeds and the origin of the Leeds devil. Like Mother Leeds, Daniel Leeds's third wife 
had given birth to a large number of children, nine, which was a big number even for that time. So I was right about 13. Thank you very much. <laughs> Leeds had acquired local land located within the Pine Barrens, and that's, you know, where most of these stories are coming from. Now getting into the religious aspect of it, Daniel Leeds was a Quaker, and you know, Quakers are very, very strict. Right. Uh, he was criticized by other Quakers because one of his almanacs, which was published in 1687, contained astrological symbols and ideas. And other Quakers deemed this as too pagan or blasphemous, and the almanacs were either censored or destroyed. Despite being ostracized by his fellow Quakers, Leeds continued to publish even more astrological Christian writings and he became fascinated with Christian occultism, Christian mysticism, cosmology, demonology, and I think it's angelology, and natural magic. So this is a big no-no for the Quakers. Right. So this is, uh, this is probably where it comes from, honestly, because they're like, oh, this man's well, evil. They, right. they turn this man's into, a devil. Right. Um, so in 1716, Daniel Leeds's son, Titan Leeds, so he found himself competing with Benjamin Franklin. Uh, the rivalry began to escalate in 1733 when Franklin sarcastically used astrology in his almanac to predict Titan's death in October of that same year. Of course, it's intended as a joke, but Titan's mad, as you would be if somebody of created course. a death hoax about you. Right. He publicly admonished Benjamin Franklin, calling him a fool and a liar, which were some of the biz biggest insults of the day. Sure. Uh, Benjamin Franklin then came back mocking Titan's outrage, saying that Titan had in fact died and was a ghost who had been resurrected oh. from the grave to torment him. Franklin continued, uh, to jokingly refer to Titan Leeds as a ghost, even after Titan's actual death in 1738. So this may have also contributed to the idea that there was something ghostly and supernatural, right. you know, right. in the Pine Barrens. Right. Uh, something else that suggests that Daniel Leeds' family inspired the legend is in 1728, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest on his almanacs. The crest depicted a wavern, bat-winged, dragon-like legendary oh, creature that stands upright on two clawed feet, which sounds a lot like the common description of the it Jersey Devil. It certainly does. So that's probably where all of this I came from, right? right? And then over the years, you've got people that are like, well, my great-grandmother told me, so it mm -hmm. must be true. Yes, it's so, it was all Benjamin Franklin's fault. It was all <laughs> Benjamin Franklin's fault. That's where it came from. Which I'm surprised he had the time to have a rivalry with his almanac guy, you right. know, what with his- Inventing electricity. Yeah, his many inventions and uh, right. his many mistresses and illegitimate children. This is true. So busy, wow. busy man. Yes, jack of all trades. Uh, so going back to the, the legend, now that we've given you some logic, right. let's wildly speculate. So although the Leeds Devil legend has apparently existed since the 18th century, uh, more modern descriptions of the Jersey Devil, as well as the name the Jersey Devil, first became truly standardized in the early 20th century. Uh, there have been many claims of sightings uh, 
involving the Jersey Devil. According to legend, while visiting Hanover Mill Works to inspect his cannonballs being forged, Commodore Stephen Decatur sighted a flying creature, and and this is wonderful, fired a cannonball directly upon it to oh, no effect. Would you think like, so you see this scary flying thing, you're like, hold on, let me pack the powder, let me load yes. it in, let me light it quick and aim it. And, and it just is hanging there in the air. Yeah, it's like, like all of this <laughs> uh, Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother to Napoleon, is also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his Bordentown estate in 1820. During 1840, the Jersey Devil was blamed for several livestock killings. Similar attacks were reported during 1841, accompanied by tracks and screams, which it, it's not really clear here if it's like they heard the blood curdling scream or they heard people screaming or animals screaming. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah exactly. My sheep, oh, no. it must be the devil. Uh, in Greenwich during December, 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens and then photographed the corpse. Afterwards, he claimed that none of the 100 people he showed it to could identify it. On July 27, 1937, an unknown animal with, quote, red eyes, unquote, was seen by residents of, I'm going to butcher this name, Downington, Downingtown? Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, so this animal was compared to the Jersey Devil by reporters for the Pennsylvania Bullington, and that was on July 28th. In 1951, a group of Gibbonstown, New Jersey boys claimed to have seen a monster matching the devil's description, and claims of a corpse ma matching the Jersey Devil's description arose in 1957. During the 1960s, tracks and noises heard near Maysville Landing were claimed to belong uh, to the Jersey Devil. During the same year, merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil. And this is the most American thing I've ever heard of because they wanted to build a private zoo to house the creature that huh. they had captured. Right. Hello, Joe Exotic. You don't understand that reference because you still won't watch the Tiger I King. Know who he is. <laughs> well, so it sounds so. Is it, this supposed to be an immortal creature or are these? See, I don't. Of... I see. I don't know if it's not necessarily that he's immortal, but he just lives a very long he time. Or like you know, there's uh, there's a theory that there's a whole mess of Bigfoots, right? You know, and so possibly the same, right? Because you have you have stories from every state of people seeing bigfoot there's no oh, yes. way that this is the same if if it's a real bigfoot you know um so yeah i don't know if it's just a bunch of jersey devils or if Supposedly it's you know or, yeah uh, that they're and yet maybe someone never sat down to say you know right in this century there is <laughs> in this century it's, yeah yeah so is this one looked a little one, smaller or is this right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's never All stated. That's a good question. Of yeah. the mm -hmm. original one. Right. Which, if it was a creature that was spawned from somebody cursing it, you would think that it wouldn't be able to reproduce because it doesn't have something else, right. you know? There's right. another one. 
Well, okay. So they see, oh. there we go back to the. So that's why they band. all look so different. Right. Because he's just mating with different, with animals. different animals. Oh, ooh. And each time you, you add a different one to the mix, <laughs> so to speak. Breaking news. Yes. <laughs> this just did. That, that is very interesting. Just okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that theory. Right. All right, so going back to weirdnewjersey.com. Uh, the most infamous of these incidents occurred the week of January 16th through the 23rd of 1909. Early in the week, reports stating, oh, sorry, uh, early in the week, reports started emerging from all across the Delaware Valley that strange tracks were being found in the snow. The mysterious footprints went over and under fences, how can footprints go over a fence? Uh, not so sure. Unless it was covered with snow. I guess, but... Mm. Do you think they mean that, like, it led up to the fence and then there was a gap? And so Possibly. they assume that it went over? That it went over because I, who yeah. knows? Mm. Hmm. I see a hole in this story. It, yes. <laughs> it's to fall apart already. I know. Uh, so these footprints also went through fields and backyards across rooftops of houses. They were even reported in the large cities of Camden, Camden and Philadelphia. Panic immediately began to spread and posses formed in more than one town. Nobody uses the word posses anymore no. and people should. I think they should. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm going to hang with my posse. Do people say that anymore? Not anymore. Um, they don't. don't. They I did. They did. Like you're that. you're entirely right. They did at one right. point. Now it's like squad. Oh. Or sure. or gang. Well, I guess people don't really Get say a gang group anymore. Of people together. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's you know like uh, squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. Right. Well, so. and they in this um, meaning, I guess mm -hmm. of. Uh, what was the word? Posse. Posse. <laughs> that meaning, though, of getting a group of right. like vigilantes, yes. basically. Like, this is clearly a mob. Right. Like, there there were for sure a couple of pitchforks involved thinking, in this group. And, and a torch or Some two, torches, maybe know, some tar and feathers. Uh, possibly. A Although, would you, would you tar and feather something that has feathers? Uh, possibly not. Maybe right. a chicken plucker. Right. In, in there. Right. Okay. <laughs> this they already the, guy, feathers. the guy who it stole his chickens is just like, this is for my chickens. And he starts plucking them. <laughs> uh, so panic immediately ensued, as it would. And uh, posse's for, oh, I said that already. Fear and intrigue grew even greater when it was reported that bloodhounds refused to follow the unidentified creature's trail in Hammington. Schools closed or suffered low attendance throughout lower New Jersey and Philadelphia. Mills and the Pine Barrens were forced to close when workers refused to leave their homes and travel through the woods to get to their jobs. Eyewitnesses spotted the beast in Camden and in Bristol, and in both cities, police fired on it, but did not manage to bring it down. Oh my. A few days later, it reappeared in Camden, attacking a late night meeting of a social club, and then flew away. So I'm just like imagining a bunch of like red hats yeah, and then and they're just like Drinking they're walking wine. out they're like walking out of like the church basement or wherever they are and they're like oh. all right so next week you're gonna bring the cheese platter and you're gonna bring the oh no uh 
Earlier that day, it had appeared in Haddington Heights, terrorizing a trolley car full of passengers before it flew away. Witnesses claimed that it looked like a large flying kangaroo, which matches a lot of the descriptions, right. which now I'm just imagining like a kangaroo like coming down and because those things are scary as hell. They are. Like, have you seen that video of it was a guy who was um, I think he had been skydiving and he's parachuting down and he's going towards a kangaroo oh, and this kangaroo just keeps jumping towards him. And he, there's nothing he can do because oh he's like, you know, coming down towards the goodness. ground. And so he's just like yelling at this thing. To get away. And yeah, and I, I think it all turned out okay. But yeah, it's because well, those I've things seen... can dislodge your sternum in one case. Oh, kick. yes. Well, I've seen that, you know, mm -hmm. people go up to them and then like clobber them. Yeah. <laughs> That's, have you seen that other video of uh, the kangaroo was attacking the guy's dog? And so they, oh, uh, the guy ran over and punched it in the face and it just kind of looked at him like, what? the hell are you doing and then it just went away oh really yeah and the dog was fine oh i yeah. did not see that yeah one. so they're fighters but if you fight back they <laughs> I, th I think it was just startled and oh. it was kind of like well i don't want to deal with this today right like right. i i was just out for some food well, like and possibly you know think of how vicious mm -hmm. they are right and you know that kind of ties into the whole oh this creature that's you know, viciously right. attacking it, people. Uh -huh. Right. Um, okay, so it looked like a large flying kangaroo. Another trolley car full of people saw it in Burlington when it scurried across the tracks in front of their car. In West Collingswood, it appeared on the roof of a house and was described as an ostrich-like creature, which sounds more like a like a buzzard or a vulture to me. Right. Right. A big, just a huge bird. Yeah. So Maybe I, an albatross. Right. <laughs> Something. Just hanging out in this, this roof. Just hanging out, you know, miss the ocean. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, firemen toes turned their hoses upon it, but it attacked them and then flew away. The entire week, people reported that their livestock, particularly their chickens, were being slaughtered. So now I'm just imagining a kangaroo swooping down, grabbing a chicken <laughs> and flying away. Uh, this was most widespread in the towns of Bridgeton and Millville. The monster also reappeared later that week uh, in Camden, where a local woman found the beast attempting to eat her dog. She hit it with a broomstick and it oh, flew away. My goodness. So, on the broomstick or just? On the broomstick. It's a witch. It's a witch. This just in. It's also a witch. Um, so numerous reportings of the Jersey Devil have continued to this day. The tale of the devil has spread beyond the Pine Barrens and has been embraced by all of New Jersey. And he has been locally or largely commercialized. Uh, he's on toys, T-shirts. He's also got a movie, which I, I've never heard of, but really? I need to watch this thing. Yes. It's, it's probably not good, but we'll find out. <laughs> um, most famously, the devil led his name to a hockey team, which we talked about at the beginning of this. So it's a lot like Bigfoot where you know you see um tv shows about bigfoot you oh, see right. bigfoot on t-shirts and mm -hmm. <gasps> i forgot to tell you so we had a we had a hawaii day at my work last week and so there were just a bunch of people in hawaiian t-shirts well one of my coworkers was wearing this this really beautiful it had like greens and pinks and like floral patterns and there was like this white pattern all over it and i was like oh that's really 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 cute and then about three quarters into the day, I really looked at it and I was like, is that Bigfoot? 
And she's like, yes, it is. And it was a Hawaiian shirt with patterns of Bigfoot. Oh, my goodness. All over it. So the was that the white part? Uh-huh. The, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just like a pattern, but no, it was like it was like Bigfoot, like walking, like with his arms out. Yeah. So it was. It, it is funny how people take those um, legends, if you if you will, mm-hmm. and glorify them to that extent that like, you know, both of those yeah the, the creatures that we're talking about um that are you know mm-hmm. never been proven uh but yet you know it's like people need those kind of things to hang on to right the fantasy i guess or, yeah you know exactly so, yeah interesting but all right are you ready to hear some recent stories of real people who saw oh. the jersey devil all right, so these come from uh, weirdnewjersey.com, and there's a whole bunch of them, and I, I believe people are, like, still putting them up there. So if you want to read them all, keep up to date, hmm. go on uh, weirdnj.com. All right, so I've got I've got five of them here. I'm going to try to move past them pretty quick, but these are beautiful. Huh. So this first one is called Driving by the Devil in the Pale Moonlight, Oh my! and it's by Mary Ritzer Christensen. Um, so this, this is me talking as Mary now. This has haunted me since it happened in 1972. I was a senior at what then was Glassboro State College. I had heard about the Jersey Devil when I came to South Jersey, but being from North Jersey, a different world. Of course. I thought I was far too sophisticated to believe in such humbuggery. That's another word people don't use often enough. Humbuggery. Oh. I am going to use that. Um, da, da, da. One winter night, I was driving to Glassboro from Blackwood on Green Tree Road. At the time, the road was flanked by orchard fa- orchards and farms. There were a few houses and there were hardly any development. I was completely sober and awake, which is what you want when you're driving. Of course. When I caught a glimpse of something in my rearview mirror. Curious as to what it could have been, I slowed down to take a gander. Another word people don't say anymore. Yes. I'm just, I'm going to be out here with my posse committing humbuggery and we're going to gander across the way. Interesting. <laughs> it was dark out, but moonlit enough that I had no trouble at all discerning the upright figure of a creature crossing the road from one side to the other, roughly 25 feet behind my car. The figure stood taller than a man by far and had thick haunches similar to a goat's supporting its nearly human-looking torso and huge woolly head. It moved heavily and didn't seem at all disturbed by my being there. I didn't linger long enough to see much more. I hit the gas and flew to Manson, Manson? Manson Park Apartments in the borough. So petrified was I that... People don't talk like this anymore. Uh, So petrified was I that I slept the rest of the night in the car, unwilling to get out of the darkness that had introduced me to the Jersey Devil. Never again from that day on have I ridden on Green Tree Road day or night that I haven't gotten the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that winter night so long ago. It was beautifully written. That was very beautiful. But the uh, not wanting to get out of her car because she was afraid of it reminds me of that time that... uh, we had we had a bunch of people over to watch horror movies and it was like uh, Mallory and Brittany and right. right and 
we'd watched all of these horror movies and then Brittany lived two houses down. Like there was one, there was one house in between our house and hers. And she was like, I'm not walking home alone. And so I was like, I'll go with you. And so we go and then I get to her front yard and then she's like, okay, bye. And she goes inside. And then I'm like, I'm outside. Oh, no. I'm alone. So I like sprinted across the yards. And so I get that. It does. I, I get it that. It builds. It yeah. Does. yeah. I was just, I was like, something's going to get me. Um, all right, so this one is called Don't Ever Camp in the Pine Barrens Alone, and this is by Keith. I spent a lot of time in the Pine Barrens when I was growing up in New Jersey and had my share of strange experiences. When I was about 13, I went camping alone near Hampton Furnace. I want to know what time this was, because who lets a 13-year-old camp alone? Right. Right. This had to have been in the 80s. Does it say? It doesn't say. It doesn't, I don't think it says... Uh, no, it doesn't. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Go you, Keith. Independence. I love it. Um, I had a bow with me and went looking for a rabbit dinner about an hour before sundown. Something started following me back in the trees. It tailed me back to my camp and circled while I cooked my dinner. This kept up until about two hours after dark. And let me tell you, it was <laughs> one dark night. Ooh. Because this is a scary story. Was it dark and stormy? It was a dark and stormy oh, evening. Dark. I finally decided that my visitor had moved on and crawled into my tent. When I just started to, to calm down, I heard a foot stomp down right behind the tent. I got all set to jump out when this thing, whatever it was, started screaming. I would compare the volume of the scream to a large truck's horn. Which goes back to the train uh, that you were talking see? about. Yeah. There's something there. I couldn't decide what to do. I had my bow and knife, and they didn't seem like much. After several blasts, it just stopped. I didn't hear a sound except my heartbeat for about an hour. I was sure that if I stuck my head out of the tent, I'd lose it. In the morning, I could find no tracks in the pine needles. To this day, I still don't like sleeping in tents. I'd rather take my chances in the open. Which, don't you think that'd be more dangerous? I would think. think at right. least he's got some sort of cover. Right, right. But. Okay, so this one's called The Devil on Route 9, and this is by Sunny Z. Not to be confused with Sunny D. I was going to. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you clarified. Yes. That. It's just a giant glass of orange juice telling this story. <laughs> right. One day I was I, out. I got juiced. I got juiced. Um, let me. This is another one that starts great. Let me tell you of a sighting of the Jersey Devil. I was driving up Route 9 in Bayville at around 10 p.m. There were two cars in front of me, and we were traveling about 35 miles per hour. To the right of Route 9 is a mini-mall-type building with woods behind it. To the right is all woods. All of a sudden, I saw this big thing running across Route 9. It looked like one of the classic pictures of the Jersey Devil. It had no tail, no fur, it, its ribs showed, and it had a long, odd head with short ears that laid flat. It looked almost 10 feet tall. I noticed it because the first car stepped on its brakes, as did the second car. When I looked ahead, I saw this thing galloping across Route 9 and straight into the woods. I was not really scared because it did not register yet. I stopped to make this. This is great. I stopped to mail something in the mailbox about 300 feet from the main road, and I saw a child's shirt, shorts, and one sneaker laying on the ground. I mailed my letter and ran into my car and laid rubber all the way home. At least he got his letter mailed. Oh, my. Priorities. He's like, I'm scared, but let me put this I'm in the mailbox. 
It must have been important. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> also, why is it always one shoe? Right. You never see two shoes laying in the road. Right. It's always one shoe. As they were running, one fell off and they didn't stop to pick I it. I guess. Maybe I... That's sure. Um, I was certain that I had seen the Jersey Devil. No one believes me. They say it was a deer. I have never seen a deer that big, that fast, or that weird looking in my life. What is really creepy is that the other two people driving in front of me stepped on their brakes, so they must have seen it too. All right, I've got two more, and these are uh, relatively short. So, The Jersey Devil Makes Headlines, and this one does not have an author. According to the Osbury Park Press of October, oh, so, okay, this is just coming from a news article, I think, which is why it doesn't have a person. All right. According to the Osbury Park Press of October 1988, a man who lived in Howell Township encountered the devil in 1981. He described the creature as having a furry body, huge feet with three toes on each one, large teeth, and stood about six feet tall. So it being tall seems to be a right. common, yes, among common these people threat. at least. Um, Alan McFarlane, chief ranger of the Wharton State Forest for over 20 years, relates a story that happened in 1980. He'd gone to a farmer's house near Jenkins where he came upon four pigs that were laying dead close to their pen. The back of their heads had been eaten out, and there were scratches all over their bodies. Oh, my God. Yikes. There were no tracks or blood on the ground. The ranger had no explanation for what happened. Oh, it had to have been the devil. It had to have been the devil. This could not have been no. a coyote. It could no. not have been. Because this is in New Jersey. Of course. All right, so this is the last one. Camping with the Jersey Devil by Frank T. In the late 1980s, a couple of my friends and I took a camping trip to the Pine Barrens. I was unaware that we were headed to the home of the Jersey Devil. We headed out on our bikes and did our share of partying that night because it was the 80s. The next day, while everyone was asleep, three of us decided to hit the trails a bit earlier than usual. We were about 100 yards away in the woods where my bike stalled out. Oh, so this is probably like a motorcycle and not like a, like a bike, like a bicycle. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just imagining like a group of teenagers, like with cases of beer pedaling, like, all right, let's go to the woods. Um, at first I thought it had something to do with the terrain or maybe something to do with the nearby power plants. 50 feet away from each other, we tried to start up our bikes when suddenly from the woods, we heard the most horrible piercing scream. It sounded inhuman, like something being tortured. Once back at camp, they asked us if we had heard the screams earlier. They had heard screams too, four miles away. That night we headed into the local town because we ran out of booze. We went into a bar and I ordered a drink, still in shock from what I had heard that morning. The bartender asked, hey kid, would you see a ghost or something? That's how I imagine, you know, he's like, he's like cleaning a glass, probably wearing a flannel. He's like, gay kid. Um, After I told him the story, he smiled and said, looks like you met our little friend. He then asked us to come out back. He showed us a tin garbage can that was shredded to bits. It looked like the shreds were made from something with three claws. 
I have never returned to the Pine Barrens since, and I do not plan to go back. Interesting. I know. I don't know. Ooh. I, I would think that would intrigue you enough to want to go figure out all of it. Look into it a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't. I I would I wouldn't. <laughs> You can go Nancy Drew all you want. Oh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go Bye. watch Netflix. I'm gonna find a documentary about it. That's oh, what I'm gonna true. do. I'm not gonna do the sleuthing, but I'll watch somebody else do the sleuthing. All right. So uh, more recently, because it sounds like a lot of those might be from like the '80s or a while back. Um, so this one was in. I think it was 2015. Let me see here. I can't find it anymore. Yeah, I think this was in 2015. Um, and this is what I talked about earlier, that there was a news story that was like, man, sees Jersey Devil. So this is from The Guardian. It's called Jersey Devil Sighting, in quotations, Jersey Devil Sighting reignites excitement, but experts pour cold water. Of and I think this was just a staff writer because I don't have an author here. Uh, the photo resembles nothing so much as a taxidermied goat, the bat wings from a child's Halloween costume affixed to its back, flung into the gray skies, which is exactly what this photo looks like. I'll, oh. I'll, uh, I'll see if I can't put it on my Instagram, but it, it literally, to me, it looked like a, like a stuffed toy that someone like threw into the air. And then took a picture. Yeah, because it's like, you'll see, it's, it's very like, even in a photo, it's very stationary. Oh, right. You know, like it doesn't, it doesn't look like the wings are flapping. No it doesn't, yeah. Animation. So uh, the man who took the picture swears not, quote, either my mind's playing tricks on me or I saw the Jersey Devil, quote. Mm. Dave Black of Little Egg Harbor told uh, NJ.com's Lifestyle and Paranormal Activity Reporter which, what a job. What? You're the paranormal know, reporter right? for the newspaper. Uh, told him that he drove past a golf course this week. Again, this was in, I believe, 2015. Um, he, quote, had to shake my head a few times when I thought I saw a llama. <laughs> Which, that's, well, okay. You know, just cruising on a Right, golf which, course. you know, maybe that's um, that person that said that it looked like an ostrich because they have long oh, necks. Oh, this is so true. But you haven't heard that from anyone else, though. So that's so oh, weird. No. Uh, the creature was running through the trees, Black said. Then it sprouted out leathery wings and flew over the golf course. Uh, despite the apparent immobility of the creature's limbs, head, neck, and wings, the Atlantic City security guard assessed that the new, uh, assured the New Jersey news site, quote, I swear it's not photoshopped or staged or anything. <laughs> uh, people have said it's fake, but it's not. I honestly just, oh, I'm honestly just looking for an explanation for what I saw. One of his friends had an alternative theory. Quote, maybe it was an animal running and an owl grabbed it. The photo being a combination of them, which that's not what it, it doesn't look like an animal in an owl's talents that's not mm. what it looks i mean good for you friend for trying to help your friend well, out he's right <laughs> trying to, it's like trying to explain it away it's like My this friend really isn't crazy dave said a press conference he's like yeah this is what happened and his friend like bumps in out of the way you know what it could it was probably uh, just an owl thanks. it was just an owl yes. everyone go home and he's it's fine yeah. dave just saw an owl he's, he's like, all good, everybody. 
Um, okay, so he's talking about the friend's alternative theory. Maybe it was an owl or an animal running and an owl grabbed it. That's still not my first instinct, but I don't know how to explain it otherwise. <laughs> So, and then uh, the article kind of goes on and they talk to Brian Regal, who we talked about earlier, who's mm -hmm. the guy that said all the historical stuff. Right. And so he kind of goes into that and he's like, you know, the Jersey Devil is probably just all of this that we already covered. And then, uh, so the headlights say, the headlines say that experts pour cold water. And so they're like, so what do you think of the photo? And he's like, I wasn't impressed. And that's all he says. Oh, he's like, I'm, I'm not impressed. I'm not going to expand on that, right. but you just have to know yeah. that I was not impressed. That's um, ABC News also did, they did like a live interview with him. And so if you go on their website and um, search this, you can find the whole video. But it's just hilarious because the whole time he's just kind of like, I mean, I guess someone's pulling a prank on me. But like, it's real. Like, it's real. What I saw was real. I didn't do it. Maybe it's faked. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Like. And you're like, all right, sir. Okay. But yeah, all right. But that's uh, that's the Jersey Devil. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it, very interesting. It gives you a lot to think about. Right. It does. Uh, if nothing else, it's very fun to discuss and it, speculate. It, well, it yeah. is, and but it it is also, a, I believe, a commentary on mm -hmm. uh, human nature, possibly yes. the human condition, as in, you know. Okay, we, there has to be an explanation for this. Right. So uh, we're going to start this way mm -hmm. back, you know, hundreds of years ago. Okay, we think this. Yeah. And somebody comes along, well, let, let's add this to it. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it's just that whole idea of uh, trying to make sense mm -hmm. of it all. Well, we're a very gullible species. Very gullible. We and really you, are. And you have that. Um, exactly. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, Bob down the, the mm -hmm. road said he saw this uh, creature that right. looked like a goat. Well, I saw one that looked like a goat, but this one was flying. Right, so, right. You know, those things pass yeah. down. And then the person down the street is like, <laughs> you know, I trust Bob and Terry. Yes. They must uh, They must be. They wouldn't lie about they something like lie. this. Yeah, so, so, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just funny how that works. But definitely gives you something to talk mm -hmm. about, you know. Yeah. Over coffee. Right. <laughs> or on a podcast with your mom on a Sunday it, afternoon. This is true. So, um, all right. Yeah. So uh, something that I ha I was going to say have been doing with my guests, but I've only had one guest because this is episode two. Oh. Something I'm going to do with my guests is uh, I want to talk about something. So the whole point of don't touch that is it's haunted is not necessarily about something that's haunted. It's about stuff that you're not supposed to touch. You're not supposed to like, like I'm not supposed to like serial killers, you know? Right. So what's, what's something that kind of falls into that category that you're into um, something paranormal that's happened to you, something that you like, but... you know, I don't, I, I don't know that I could off the top of my head, come up with those types of things. Mm -hmm. I know as a teenager, um, I, with a group of friends, we liked to go to the uh, cemeteries mm -hmm. because it was spooky and, you know, uh, just uh, especially in the dark. Yeah. And so there was one, uh, I believe it was in Council Bluffs and it was called uh, the Black Angel. Mm -hmm. Well, they had this big Black Angel statue there. Right. And so supposedly the story was that if you went 
uh, and you put your hand in the black angel's hand, uh, she would squeeze your hand. And of, uh, of course, you know, in my group, no one else was brave enough to do this. So of right. course, I'm the one that's going right. to step up. <laughs> and I put my hand in there. And of course, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but you're a performer. <laughs> they Yes. And so I'm standing there ah, screaming. And my friends go running. And <laughs> it was it was awesome. Oh my god! It was totally awesome. But yeah, it did not get squeezed. But right, you know, right. I'm sure. Again, this is where things like that happen, and yeah, they, they believe right that this is you know. And I'm sure that all those people had a story. Right. About, did you did you tell them that it didn't actually squeeze your hand? I think I did later. Oh, but, you know. Right. When I was a teenager, I can't even tell you how long ago that was. So, <laughs> so I don't remember if I did or not. Right. Which, you know, would have been the the right thing to do, but not. I, right. I didn't always do the right thing. So <laughs> You're always there for the Full joke and the performance. So. Right. <laughs> that would have ruined it. I know. Yeah. It, it would have. So, and so that that's the closest I could come. Yeah. Other than growing up watching. Um, Dr. Sanguinary's Creature Feature. And all, oh, oh, yes. Uh, it was kind of like Spenguli. We mm -hmm. have Spenguli now. This was, a, and he, you know, was made up like like an Igor type of right. character. And it was all of those, like the um, first Frankensteins. Mm -hmm. And it was um, the Japanese movies, the uh, Godzillas, mm -hmm. the ones where. Uh, they say a whole sentence and then um, their mouth moves a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up with all of that stuff. So I, I suppose that started my fascination right. with it all. So. And then you showed me all of those old yes. movies. And that's why I'm the way that I am. Of course. So. Yes, the trickle down Sweet. theory. I don't know if that was. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what that's called. It's right. uh, like a nature versus nurture type of thing, I guess. I Yes. So, because I don't, you don't, I don't know. I mean, because every, everything about me is so rooted in Halloween and spooky stuff and horror movies right. and whatever. I don't know if this is who I just naturally would have been without mm -hmm. your influence. I really don't know. And I, you know, that whole nature versus nurture thing, I think, mm -hmm. is, is most of the time a combination of the two. Right. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Because how are you going to know anyway? Yeah which was more influential mm -hmm. so right but all right so uh you can follow me on instagram at don't touch that it's haunted um you can email me at don't touch that it's haunted at gmail.com right now on instagram you can follow my horror movie marathon where each day i am watching a kind of not necessarily all horror movies, um, just Halloween kind of spooky uh, to get you in the mood for Halloween movies. Um, so you can follow along on that every day I post what movie I'm watching. Um, you can let me know if there's anything that you want me to discuss. Um, if you know someone who's seen the Jersey Devil, please let me know because I would love to hear about that. So thanks for being on, Mom. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, just remember, don't touch that. It's haunted.